You're listening to the Emergence Thrive podcast. This is episode four. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited about today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about all things mindset, from limiting beliefs to dealing with fear to dealing with an entrepreneurial failure. I've got with me Victoria Maskell. Oh, she's so amazing at what she does. She's a mindset coach and she's going to be sharing with us a super interesting story of how she dealt with anxiety attacks and how she overcame them to become a mindset coach. She helps female coaches transform their lives and their businesses with her work on morning mindset and self-belief so that they can attract their dream clients and the wealth they deserve. Victoria has always had a passion for psychology and supporting the needs of others. And as I talked about her own struggle with anxiety, it actually led her to seek hypnotherapy, which allowed her to reclaim her mind. As a result, she now dedicates herself to helping others do the same. Victoria is a member of the International Association for Evidence-Based Psychotherapy and a BWRT practitioner, helping private clients to transform their lives and overcome anxiety and fears that have been holding them back in their lives. Victoria, it's amazing to have you on the show today, and I'm particularly excited especially with what you are going to be, um, um, the questions you're going to be answering today that has to do with a mindset. You know, Victoria, it's such um, an amazing thing to know that we can connect. Technology has made it so easy for us to connect, right? And people from all over the world can connect in such an amazing platform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what strikes me is, you know, what I'm particularly excited about about you, Victoria, is your love for cats. So <laughs> you've got to tell us how that came about. <laughs> wow. Well, I can tell you that my love of cats started when I was seven years old. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed. It's true. I started off with two cats. And then that became four cats. And I just don't know what happened. But um, yeah, I I just think animals just bring so much joy into your lives. And I there's nothing better than having a cat that just sits on your lap and purrs. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> to be a psychology geek, just straight away, there's actually uh, research to prove that pets lower our stress levels. They boost our immune systems. Oh, they wow. help us live long lives. They did some research where they took cats and dogs, and I think rabbits actually, into to care homes and they found that it actually boosted the elderly people's self-esteem their positivity it lowered their stress so yeah that's oh wow that's, that's fantastic why. <laughs> that's why I've got more cats <laughs> oh and they're so so beautiful gorgeous cats you know oh that's lovely it's lovely to know that so Victoria tell us a bit about your entrepreneurial journey especially as what led you to become um, a mindset coach Sure, sure. I'd love to. Right. Well, I think it all started because I I just totally am a science geek. I absolutely mm-hmm. love and adore psychology. And I I definitely didn't start my entrepreneurial journey in a traditional way. I don't come from a business background. I did a degree in psychology. I then went on to do a research degree. I actually, in my early 20s, suffered some quite serious anxiety issues that came totally out of nowhere Mm. and it it, I suppose it was the starting point for it really because I 
I was really, really, really suffering with health anxiety. And the doctors said, mm. you know, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. I knew I wasn't. And I wound up in a hypnotherapist's office. And mm. I'm so pleased that I did for so many reasons, because I don't have the health anxiety anymore. But it also, oh, wow. it kind of, it led me to think, wow, mm. this hypnotherapy mindset, our minds are so incredibly powerful. And mine had been working against me, I think it's fair to say. And mm. hypnotherapy made me realize that actually, you can tap into your own mind, and you can make it work for you. And then I started teaching. I actually was teaching for nearly 10 years, teaching psychology, which I loved, I adored. And mm -hmm. then one day I just thought, there's, you know, when you have that niggling feeling of there's something else I want to do, there's something more I want to do. And I just, about it. Yeah. yeah, I know. And I know from your story as well, you've had a similar experience. And Absolutely. I, mm -hmm. I just I just remember sitting at my desk one day and it was a particularly mm -hmm. busy day and I was particularly stressed. And I just thought, Victoria, why aren't you doing why aren't you pursuing what you started 10 years ago? Because that's when I actually started training and it had got on the back burner. Wow. And life had got in the way and I got on this kind of I put it on the treadmill of life and I was just doing the same mm. thing day in and day out. And and I just made the decision that I had to try this. I had to set up my own business. I had to follow my kind of mindset journey. And really, that's led me to where I am today, a hypnotherapist, psychotherapist and a mindset coach. And wow, was it scary. Wow. But mm. that's, that's kind of how I got there in a, in a slightly strange way, really. Well, that's fab, you know, because now a lot of people are going to be inspired and changed by what you're about. And that's the, you know, that's the benefits of, you know, being an entrepreneur of this entrepreneurial journey, despite the fear and, you know, you've just got to do it afraid, right? Oh, um, I think the most, yeah, the most important is the people that will be inspired, the people that will be impacted, and the people you're going to definitely change their lives because you decided to venture out and become an entrepreneur so that's amazing and, and I was just gonna say and you know what I feel I should say at this point I'm not a risk taker I am a play it safe Jane totally I, wow. I've done everything in a really traditional way I've worked hard at school gone to university got a job gone into teaching and uh, yeah I wasn't a risk taker and I think I really surprised myself but there was just that niggling feeling of, Victoria, mm. you've got to try this. You don't want to regret not having uh, tried. And I really, if there's anyone listening to this who's who's the same and who thinks, oh, no, but I've got this good job. I've got this safe uh, job. And if there is something niggling, I say uh, my advice would just be just try it. What is the worst that can happen? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, our intuition is one of the strongest things. It's something we should really, really not neglect. Mm, definitely yeah and this leads to my next question Victoria I encounter people who like you've said you know spend their time you know in the safetyness right they're focused on their goals and their dreams right but for mm -hmm. some reason they're stuck and they keep running around in circles never really knowing why and not able to get to the next level of success in their lives right yeah can you shine a light to what that means as it relates to our mind? Yeah, definitely. Now, I, I completely agree. I felt this myself. I experienced it. I see it in other coaches. 
And to kind of paraphrase a little analogy from um, Jen Sincero, the best way I can describe it, it's as if you're in your mind, you have got one foot on the accelerator and that that foot is saying, go for your dreams, go for your goals, grow your business. But your other Mm -hmm. foot is on the brake. And it's like your mind is fighting against itself. So our minds are basically made up of our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. So if you imagine that your your conscious mind is the one that's going, I want to grow my business. I want to start my business. I want all of these goals, all of these dreams. And it's driving you forward. What tends to happen is that actually your subconscious mind, which is incredibly powerful and probably runs about 90% of your brain power, your subconscious mind is going, "Uh, uh, uh, no, 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 stay safe, stay here. You don't want that. That's not going to work. And it's putting its foot on the brake. And so often we don't realize that. And that's when it gets so frustrating. And then we start doubting ourselves because we're sitting up and we're working hard and we're putting all the hustle in and we're putting this effort in and we're just not seeing the results or we're not seeing the change that we want. And then Oh, we're human beings. It feels horrible, doesn't it? Because you just you're not you're not seeing your dreams come to fruition, and then you start to think all of these negative things like, "I can't do this. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not a business person. Maybe I should have stayed in my safe nine to five type job." And wow. really, it's just a mental battle. That's that's how I would describe it. Hmm. It's all too. <laughs> It's really, really interesting um, because I, for one, was, I mean, I spent years, years of my life running around in circles. Mm -hmm. I quit my job as a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. And in the space of two years, I wasn't doing anything with myself. I was just in this thinking mode, you know, being, being held back by limiting beliefs of, can I really do this? Am I brilliant or smart enough to go and, you know, touch lights? Well, I did know what I wanted to do, but I just mm-hmm. couldn't move forward. Yes. Like to give you another little example here in the coaching work I do, I do a lot of stuff on money mindset. And mm-hmm. I think this is the crux of so many people's problems because consciously they want success. They have mm-hmm. goals. They want, they want a five figure month. They want a six figure business. They want a seven figure mm-hmm. business. Whatever it is, they want their first client. It, it doesn't matter, but they've, they've consciously got these money goals. But so often, when I actually talk to them about it and actually discover how they think about money on a subconscious level, they start saying to me things like, oh, well, you know, my parents had to really struggle. They had to work. I saw my mum and my dad working hours and hours and hours to make ends meet. Or they say mm. things like, oh gosh, yeah, we had this family friend and they were really wealthy, but they were a horrible person. And actually what's happening is on a subconscious level, they think money is greedy and horrible and that you have to sacrifice your life to have it. And that's where the break comes in because they're consciously driving forward, but their subconscious mind is saying, but you don't want to be a greedy person. You don't want to feel negative. You don't want to sacrifice your life and your family to make this money. So it holds them back and they're not even realizing that that's happening. Oh, wow. It's food for thought, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. It really is. Wow. So could you say that these are, you know, like our subconscious beliefs, you know, they, I mean, they are keeping us hostage, right? Mm. 
Could you say that apart from that, right, is there anything else, maybe a trauma, these your, your clients may have probably gone through growing up or, you know, like you've just said, seeing how their parents struggled to make ends meet, working hours and hours. Would you say that's a reason they're, you know, they're constantly stuck and not able to move forward with their goals? Yeah, I think so. I think whenever I talk about mindset, I don't want to be talking in a determinist way because I just think that's so it's so negative and it just leads to you feeling like you're a victim. And, and you know, this is coming from someone who was a victim of her own mind because I, I did really suffer from anxiety. So I'm not saying that out of a lack of empathy or compassion at all, because, yes, mm. totally. We especially when we're children, we're like sponges. Our minds are taking on our experiences. We're listening to our role models. We're taking on values and beliefs. And yeah, definitely. If It doesn't even have to be something really, really traumatic for it to have a fairly detrimental effect on your life. But then definitely, if someone has suffered a horrific trauma in childhood, early adolescence, even in later life, yeah, it oh, it definitely has an impact because it leaves a scar. It leaves a scar on our minds and it does it brings up fear and then our brains our brains are there to to try and protect us, especially our subconscious mind. So the subconscious mind is like the reptilian, the really old part of our brain and it doesn't have a conscious awareness. It just basically right. pattern matches. So so say as a child you experienced let's say I don't know, you were in a school play or something <laughs> and you um, had an experience where you messed up your lines and people laughed okay it could have happened to you when you were six it's probably happened something similar to all of us but that can actually really leave a scar and then even when you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s or beyond it's it's left its mark so that if you're in a situation maybe in business where you're asked to speak in front of a group of people that has left a mark and your subconscious mind is going to be thinking oh hang on a minute we've been in this situation before and it didn't go well let's not do that so then you start not going for opportunities or you start feeling fear or you start feeling self-doubt because of something that might have happened for 10 seconds when you were eight years old and it really really can leave a a, a serious mark but to you know to say that I I, I think I just want to say at this point that our minds are our own they're not some kind of robotic entity we are capable of controlling that we're capable of changing our stories changing our beliefs and it doesn't have to be well, that's my lot. You know, this horrible event happened to me when I was a child or this has been my story so far, so there's no way I can get out of it. No, it definitely doesn't have to be like that. And I've um, I've actually trained in something called BWRT. Um, it's this new therapy developed by an incredible therapist called Terence Watts. And it stands for Brain Working Recursive Therapy. And what this essentially does is it goes down the neural network And my clients choose to replace whatever happened with a different response. So I was working with something, someone the other day with confidence. And she said, you know, when she gets onto discovery calls with people, she gets really, really nervous. And 
all I did was ask her to think about how she would prefer to feel. And then through the therapy, we just replaced that as the new response. And at the end, it was really funny. I said to her, right, okay, I want you to bring up that really scary memory. I want you to really bring it into your mind. And she just laughed and she said, Victoria, wow. I can't. It's not there anymore. I can't do it. I can't bring it up. And I just wanted to say that as an example that, you know, when you're mm-hmm. feeling really low, when you're feeling like self-doubt, it, it consumes your mind, but it doesn't have to be like that. There are ways and techniques that you can do to get yourself out of that situation. Wow. This is absolutely, it's incredible, Victoria. My question is, is there any sort of healing that has to happen, any process of healing that has to happen? Or is, is it straightforward as you've just described it? That's a really good question because I, like, generally our minds mm-hmm. are really complex, aren't they? If you think of how many yeah. billions of neurons and neural connections and memories that exist in our brains, wow, it, it's literally yeah. mind-blowing. But... Mm. There are definitely tools. There are definitely techniques. Some things, like I was just describing, the session I actually had with her lasted 20 minutes from start to finish. And it was that rapid, that fast. And and actually, I suppose the answer is yes. We can definitely heal wounds. We can heal traumas. That's not to say that if someone has suffered something like generalized anxiety for the whole of their life, I'm not suggesting that I have a magic wand or that anyone can in 20 minutes click their fingers because I think that would be doing them a disservice. But from, mm-hmm. from a brain perspective, you, your brain is plastic, not literally made of plastic, but it, it changes, oh, yeah. it rewires. And mm-hmm. with practice and time, you can completely change your neural connections. So I definitely think there are ways of healing, there are rapid processes, and I, it, it's completely possible. Yeah, definitely. That would be wow. what I'd want people to know. Well, fantastic. So, I mean, this is such, um, you know, it's an interesting um, perspective because a lot of people, you know, people have come in contact with are kind of in denial or or they feel as if there's no help out there, you know, mm-hmm. to get them through that process of really addressing the trauma or whatever they went through as a child. Yeah. So this is really, really good to know. Mm. So, you know, we, we, it's, it's um, a new shift. It's a new era. I, I don't know if you've heard of the purpose economy. People are embracing the shift and are not clinging to a nine to five, right? Yes. So uh, as an entrepreneur, I can say for a fact that the entrepreneurial path is one of ups and downs, mm-hmm. exciting highs, and what can be crushing lows. And, you know, like you said earlier, that you're not a risk taker. <laughs> and I, I think it, <laughs> I can say the same for me because it took me a while to venture into this path. But that being said, I believe consistency is what moves us forward when it comes to business, right? What do you think leads to entrepreneurial failure? Yes. Oh, yeah. Consistency really. So it's a lack Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. I wanted to add this. Would you say it's a lack of strategy or a lack of mindset? This is such a great question. And yeah, I I totally agree. Like, you're so right. It is a total roller coaster. And I think sometimes on social media, people, Mm -hmm. people portray that being an entrepreneur is super easy and everything slots into place. And 
It's but not, yeah, it's not true, is it? It's not quite like not that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, and the ultimate question is, what do people need to do to make themselves a success? So I think this is a great, great question. Now, let's be honest, you can't sit on your sofa watching Netflix, eating ice cream and expect your business to just happen. Like if only I would be I would be signing myself up for that. But so so strategy is important. You have to have aims and goals and ideas and you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, that's totally true. But my personal belief is actually the biggest failure for entrepreneurs is down to their mindset. And really, I think it is because they completely lack, and this might not be how they started it, but they completely lack the certainty and the self-belief that it's going to happen. And I know that I have experienced this on my journey because I'm only human. And, you know, there are there are powerhouses out there that just have this unwavering mindset and it's something I'm really working on but I do think that mindset is the foundation of success that's not to say you don't need strategy but I think failure comes when you doubt yourself you doubt your abilities Mm. and ultimately you can only fail when you stop trying so you I mean it's a a bit of a, a classic example but things like the example of Thomas Edison so it's he's quoted as trying 10,000 attempts at the light bulb before yeah. it was a success now mm. credit to him i'm not sure i would have made it through 10,000 attempts before thinking <laughs> Same before, to say that yeah Victoria, this isn't going to work but the point being that he was he was so certain. Henry Ford, if you've read um, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill talks a lot about, about this, but he was certain. He had people saying, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work. And he said, it is, go and work it out. And he was completely unwavering in his certainty. And I think, actually, when entrepreneurs start to doubt themselves or their abilities, what they start doing is they then withdraw. So whether that's lowering their prices or they start being less visible on social media or whatever platforms they're on, or when they talk to people at networking events, they're not portraying the certainty that they know who they are and they know what they do. And it becomes a vicious cycle because then they start doubting themselves and then maybe they don't sign clients or they don't bring as much money into their business. And then what happens is they use that as evidence that it's not going to work. And then it, this mm. perpetual cycle just starts happening and then they start making backup plans and they start saying, okay, well, you know, maybe I could go back to my nine to five. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. And it's our minds are vicious sometimes. They're, when we're in a negative mood, it's far easier for us to bring up negative memories. And it's the same with self-doubt. When you start doubting yourself, you start remembering times when things haven't gone perfectly. You use them as evidence to support and rationalize that belief. And you just get yourself into a really negative mindset. And yeah, I think just to sum that up, I think that's the key, really. It is. I I was also going to add, you know, um, a lot of people out there who are comparing themselves with others and others and social Mm. media. That's a big one. That's a big limiting block. Because when you talked about, you know, they are, you know, not able to, well, what's the word? I mean, you just talked about it and I just thought about comparing. That's a big, big problem. And when we do, because we 
see that there's so much, you know, they're portraying success. We don't know what they've been through to get there, right? But what we're interested in is, oh, this is the way they are. Then how, why can't I be that way? Totally. Uh, just like as the simplest example is number of followers on Instagram. How many oh, yeah. times, how many times, <laughs> anyone listening to this, how many times have you scrolled through Instagram and gone, oh, wow. I'm guilty myself. Yeah. I know, like you look at them and you think, oh my goodness, this person's got 30,000 followers, 15,000 followers, they must be. Now, I, I won't say who it is, but I know that there is a, a successful coach. I knew mm. she had an incredibly successful seven-figure business. And I just happened to find her on social media. And she only mm. had, at the time, something like 1,500 followers. Now, had I, wow. had I not known who she was, then I would have thought, oh, okay, so she's she's newer to this. But actually, I knew that she had been a successful coach for nearly 10 years. And it's perception. And re social media is not reality. It is not. And, mm. I, you know, I, I just encourage everyone to sometimes ignore and to sort of challenge that belief that if people have lots of followers or if all of their pictures, they're sitting by a beach with someone bringing them drinks. That isn't necessarily <laughs> their life. They wake up and they have Absolutely. messy hair. Their cat from yeah. raised up on the floor. Not that I've had this experience. Yes, I have. And you know, it's we're all human beings. It's yeah. hard, but we have to remember that mm -hmm. we we need to stay in our own lane, do our own thing, that's, that's follow it. our own beliefs, and just be certain yeah. that we are going to get to where we need to be. Absolutely, and that's the importance of. I, you know, I keep driving this home. It's being self-aware, being self-aware of your gifts, your talents, and trying to make what you do with your life congruent with that yeah. and not looking outside of yourself to what you're doing. Yeah. I, lo so. I love that word congruent because so much of our life, if you're interested in humanistic psychology, um, Maslow and Rogers talked about congruence and the idea of our right. ideal self and our self-perception and when they are incongruent when they're out of alignment that's when we feel down or depressed or anxious or we have self-doubt but when it's yeah. the same with our minds when our conscious mind and our subconscious mind are in alignment there's no inner battle going on we're just going through we're doing what we need to do and everything just flows like People who um, are interested in law of attraction, they talk about aligned action, going with your gut, doing what feels right. And it's all be about That's being congruent. So, yeah, I, oh, gosh, I completely agree with that. It's so interesting. If, you, if we get to understand, you know, it's really, really a game changer. Totally. So, Victoria, how can we pass through these blocks that are in the way of us making real progress and experiencing success in life and business? I'd like you to share practical steps. For anyone out there who is stuck, frustrated, and doesn't know how to move forward, yes, totally. It's all about it's all about having actions, isn't it? Right. So, the first thing I'm going to say is find your blocks. Okay. Now, your people might be thinking, but I know what they are. I would say often we think we know what our blocks are, but you've got to dig deeper. Now. For me, I, I people. Everyone is different. Some people like journaling. Some people like meditation. Some people like talking okay. to other people about things. But the first step to actually smashing through these blocks is to work out what they are. And 
So someone might say, right, well, my block is I feel I'm not a self-confident person. So then I'm going to say, right, what do you mean by that? Like, what what evidence have you got for that? Why do you think you're not self-confident? Why do you think you're lacking in this ability? And for me, I think writing this down is really, really helpful. Or, you know, if you've got a close family friend or, you know, a loved one, talk to them about it and actually verbalize these things really bring them into your conscious mind because you have to make yourself consciously aware of them you have to be consciously aware of what's holding you back before you can do anything about it so first step is find your blocks work out what they are and and try not to just stay at the surface level really dig deep and the the second part of it is I want you to kind of find evidence for those blocks so if it's a money block or a confidence block go back you know were you five years old and at that that sort of school play and someone laughed because you got your lines wrong or were you told by your parents that you were bad with money or that money was precious and you know the the old saying money doesn't grow on trees is that something that you have been saying as part of your story because if it is you're subconsciously thinking Money is scarce. Money is hard to get. Money takes time. And if you're an entrepreneur, that is going to be massively holding you back. But you've got to bring it into your conscious awareness. So they're my first two steps. So find the blocks and then bring them into conscious awareness and find some evidence for them. And then the third step I would suggest is I want people to think about rewriting their story. Because as I said earlier, I genuinely believe we are in control of our minds. Yes, our subconscious mind holds us back, but it's in our head. It's not controlled by some kind of agency. It's not Big Brother. It's not some (laughs) robotic thing. And I think it's so empowering to think I can write my own story. I can choose how I want to feel, how I want to be. Is it easy? Does it take 10 minutes? No. But just knowing that you're capable of it and that you're able to rewrite it, I just think is is just so powerful. So I would say third step, choose how you would rather feel. So the same, right. same example, if you're feeling like you're lacking in confidence, you're not a self-confident person, I would then be saying, right, well, is there someone in your life? Is there a role model that you really respect? Someone who displays that confidence? How do they act? Mm-hmm. How do they talk? And this isn't about being someone else. This is about you adopting how you want to feel. So if you want to be the kind of person that can stand up in front of a group of women and and talk about things, imagine Mm -hmm. yourself being that person and start acting as if. So start thinking, right, well, how would I talk if I was a self-confident version of myself? How would I dress? How would I act? What would I do? What actions would I take? And start rewriting that story because we don't have to be held back by our childhood, our limiting beliefs. We can actually change and adapt. But still, like going back to that point you said earlier, still being congruent. I'm not suggesting. I think the worst thing you can do is try and be someone else like I know when I was starting off I was looking at other mindset coaches and I was thinking oh my goodness they use all these words or they talk like this and that's not me and we don't have to be anyone else we need to be our own authentic selves but how we want to be yeah so so that's that's step one two and three and then I would say this is the bit that everyone kind of goes oh 
practice. Step four has to be practice. Like anything, it doesn't come at the drop of a hat. So you've got to, you've got to do this every day. You've got to put the effort in. You've got to work on these blocks. You've got to be like, like the mind police. So if you find yourself saying things like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll try to do this. No, 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 no try. I will. I can. Yeah. Not, I hope I will. I will. And it's, it's amazing how these tiny little shifts, this practice changing your, I call it like, watch your language. And obviously I'm not talking about swearing. I mean, watch the, the mental story that you're telling yourself. Watch the words that you're saying and keep practicing acting as if. Because that confident person, like if it's Beyonce you, that you look up to, Beyonce is not going to say, oh gosh, I, I really hope my next album sells. She's going to be saying, my album is amazing. I can't wait Absolutely. for other people to listen to this and enjoy it. There's no doubt. There's, I'm sure she has moments. I don't know her personally. I'm very sad to say. I'm sure she has moments where, you know, yeah. suffers self-doubt. But her over, I'm sure her overarching success comes from belief, certainty, and Absolutely. keeping that positivity and practicing it yeah. over and over. So, so just to recap that. So, step one: Thank all you about for that. finding finding your blocks. Step two: right. becoming consciously aware of them and looking for evidence of where they come Often. from or what they are. Right. So okay. we start rewriting that story, thinking how you would want to be, how you would want to feel, visualizing what it would to be to be like that person and acting as if. And then step four, practice, 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 practice. practice. Well, that's amazing, Victoria. Thank you so much for this. Wow. Wow. You're so welcome. This is so much fun. It is. It absolutely is a game changer if we... If we're, if we're more self-aware, I think that's the whole point, becoming more self-aware of those belief, limiting beliefs and doing something about it, addressing it, right, yeah, from the get-go. So I want to share this with you. I just stumbled upon this quote a few weeks ago, right? And it says, unless you're in mortal danger, fear is a compass showing you where to go. What would you say about fear in light of the statement? And how can we channel it in such a way that it serves us instead of crippling us? Oh, that's such a great, a great statement because fear just shows up. It's like this horrible little gremlin, isn't it? That just oh, raises yeah. its ugly head. But <laughs> yeah. to be honest, you know, fear has fear is the reason why we are alive on this planet today, because our ancestors had fear. The amygdala is the part of the brain that processes fear. And mm -hmm. actually, it really served a purpose. Like you were talking about in the quote, that the idea of mortal danger, it stopped us from being eaten by the lion, or it stopped us <laughs> from eating those poisonous berries because they would have stopped us being alive, quite frankly. So fear serves a purpose, but you are so right that sometimes in modern society, most of the time, we're not thinking that we're going to be eaten by a lion, uh, which is good. We're walking <laughs> down the high street, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so it is so important, and I think it's so right that actually the things that scare us are the things that we should be going towards. Because going back to our subconscious minds again, our subconscious mm -hmm. loves to keep us in our comfort zone because that's our safe zone, and I think that's why so many people stay in 
a safe, comfortable life, a safe, comfortable job, and good for them in many ways because it is safe, it's protecting. But when you get that intuition, that feeling of there's more I want to do, it brings up fear because it's something different. And change is what we need for success, but change is scary because it's the unknown isn't it? It's like setting up your own business. There are so many things that can bring up fear. You know, is it going to be successful? Am I going to make this work? Am I going to be able to support my family? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? All of this fear. (laughs) A lot of that, yeah. yeah, And it's like little roadblocks along the way. And it's like our mind is trying to get us to turn back round. It's like it's saying, okay, well, you face this fear, but let's go back to the safety. And then it's like our subconscious is going, oh, phew, thank goodness. She's gone back to that other job. She stopped doing that scary thing that we didn't want her to do. Yeah, it is. is. Exactly. I think that's such a good point, actually. It's the relief. So imagine what I would say is imagine one of my clients was talking to me about social media comes up a lot with the coaches I work with. And they say things like, oh, I really don't want to do live video or I don't want to do this. And the problem is when they think about doing it, it brings up fear. And then when they rationalize some often irrational reason why not to do it, it's reinforcing because they feel better. And our brains love anything that's reinforcing. Why do we eat chocolate? Because it gives us endorphins and we feel amazing. And then it's reinforcing. So we're likely to do it again. So what what I would say is fear is going to come up. We're never going to be able to avoid fear. So it's about working with it. And what I would say is, so imagine, let's go back to that same example. Imagine it was this person who was really worried about being visible in their business, whether that was photographs or live video. What they tend to do is they tend to say, oh my goodness, what bad things are going to happen if I do it? And how is it going to be better if I don't do it? And that's their first instinct. So what I then say is, right, we're going to flip that round. We're going to flip it on its head. And I get them to write a list of all the good things that that can come from embracing that fear. So the good things from going on social media or putting photographs of themselves up or whatever it is. And then I say, okay, now I want you to list the bad things, but this time the bad things of not doing it. What are you going to miss out on? What's not going to happen because you don't do it? And for me, it's about working with the fear. Another example, I suppose, is if anyone is into um, things like acting, amateur dramatics, drama, the fear and the anxiety actually, in the right levels, improves your performance. If you've ever spoken in front of a group of people, that anxiety, that adrenaline rush that you get fuels you. Doesn't it? It It makes you alert. It gives you that. And then afterwards, you have this amazing feeling of accomplishment. And sometimes fear can be fuel. It's about getting that fear under control enough so that it doesn't become a block and a barrier to what you want to do and how you want to grow. Wow. This is fantastic, Victoria. So anyone who wants, you know, anyone needing help, 
or I mean connecting with you how can they connect with you oh definitely that's a great question so Instagram I use a lot I'm victoria.maskell people can send me a DM in my bio they can click on the links um, and they can send me messages there if anyone is interested I've actually just launched a um, a manifesting money with ease audio download it's totally free I created it because I created it because I see so many people and I know I felt this myself who have these blocks around money so it's totally free they can download it and it's working on limiting their subconscious blocks if they would like to email me as well if they want any more information my email is victoria at victoriamaskell.com and I absolutely love hearing from people it's so it's so nice to get kind of contact from people where they want to ask me questions or they want to know more about what I do so please if they're interested do send me a message I love hearing from people Awesome. Yes, she does. She's an amazing person. All right. So just to recap, your Instagram handle is at Victoria. Victoria.maskell. That's right. Maskell. Yes. And then your email address is Victoria at VictoriaMaskell.com. That's correct. It's all about Victoria Maskell at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Victoria, it's been amazing talking with you um, today on our podcast Emerge and Thrive and I'm looking forward to greater connections I'll probably visit if I come to England one of these days please do oh that would be absolutely amazing thank you this is so gently like thank you so much for inviting me onto this podcast I don't know if you can tell but I absolutely love talking and when I get to talk oh, about mindset and psychology <laughs> I could go on for days so oh, yes I see the passion <laughs> it's I know a lot of people will be changed by this so thank you so much Victoria no thank you and it's been so lovely to connect and if you do come over to the UK you must 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 send me an email and we will meet up most definitely I will take care yeah have and a bye. bye bye So that ends it for this episode. I'm super grateful to Victoria for coming onto the show to share her wealth of knowledge surrounding mindset issues and all the challenges we face as entrepreneurs, you know, as we try to move forward with our dreams, as we try to make progress. I'm so, so confident that this will definitely help you to address those issues that you are facing. If you'd like to connect with Victoria, beyond this episode she is available on instagram and her instagram handle is victoria.maskell i'm going to spell that it's v-i-c-t-o-r-i-a dot m-a-s-k-e-l-l she's also available on facebook as victoria maskell and she's got a business page on facebook with the same name all right it's been a pleasure coming on and i cannot wait for the next episode. P.S. For those who don't know me, I'm Chama on UK and I'm a strength empowerment coach. I help individuals tap into their um, talents and also help them leverage those talents to thrive in every area of their lives. So you can reach me on Instagram, Coach Chama on UK. So that's Coach Chioma, I'm going to spell that C-H-I-O-M-A-O-N-Y-I-U-K-E. That's Coach Chioma on UK. 
and also available on Facebook as Chioma on UK as well as um, on my Facebook page. It'll be great to connect with you. If you've got any questions, you know where to find me. Ciao.